So I just had another vision. This one felt so real. Like a lot of them, but this one was different in a lot of ways. So for one, when I went back to sleep, when I, when I forced myself back to sleep this time, I felt like, don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep. But like, I went to sleep anyways because I get so tired. Like, what's the point of staying up if I'm just going to argue and fight all day? I got to argue and fight all day. I'm going to sleep. I don't want to be around nobody. But I'm still around people in my visions and my dreams. I can't get away from it. So, for me, that's better, though, because... For some reason, my vision and my dreams, like, I I don't always feel watched all the time. Like, I'm being watched 24-7. I'm still going to be me, but I don't know. Sometimes it's better. But all I know is, in this vision, I'm at this office. And this office is like, just like mixed the people mostly older than me, probably past their thirties. The youngest are probably like thirty six. Besides me. And it's just like I'm in this office and like we working. I work there and then the day ends and I'm around a few women in the office who are older than me. They have families. They going back to husbands, kids, etc. I gotta go back to my family house, which is like my dad, etc. Whatever. So all I know is we're leaving the office, and I don't really want to go back. I don't really want to go back to his house because I don't know. Just a lot of, a lot of. I don't know. I just wanna go back. So as I'm going through this office well before this, as I'm in the office, it's like this day where corporate comes in and they firing people. My boss, he was kinda off. He was he was like real like he was kinda crooked. I don't know what he was doing in the office, but it had something to do with like the money and the books, whatever. Nobody was going to tell on him, though, because it's kind of like one of those ghetto offices. Like, we know stuff is crooked, but, like, ain't nobody about to say nothing. Nobody about to snitch on the boss. It's still, like, you know, like, we used to certain people, so we, we got his back in a way. We ain't going to snitch on him. And then it's, like, two bosses, so it's him and it's the guy over him. He's the one we see every day that got over him. He be there, but we don't. I guess we don't just, like, we don't actually be with him every day so they go into the office with corporate corporate's there like it's a big day it's a big deal don't be seen so I wound up having to find a bathroom when I found the bathroom it's weird how the office is set up it's like so many different rooms in the office that it's like beds in the office people living on the other end of the office so it's like 
first in the office is all business and second in behind in the back it's like some it's still some business rooms but it's like many apartments that have like bathrooms and beds so I keep seeing them as I'm going out and they like I feel like that was like an invitation like if you don't want to go home why don't you just stay here just get in the bed you ain't got to go nowhere but I didn't get in the bed because I didn't want to get in the bed and get comfortable lay down and then that's when somebody come tell me I gotta go like place getting shut down but place getting closed you gotta go I see this one woman she there in the office she didn't come to or in, a, in the one of the rooms in the office that got a bed she didn't come to work that day and her leg is like messed up or something so all I know is I, I wound up going into the like the cafeteria type room where you eat lunch at right across from that is a conference room where the corporate people are and the bosses are there I'm not supposed to be seen, so I'm trying to get out of the way. I'm trying to hurry up and go in there because I didn't even realize it was going on. It ended up happening as I, while I was in there, I was in there for a second. And when I came in there, that's when corporate came in to the next room and all that stuff. They didn't even, I don't know if they noticed me, but I was trying to hurry up and get out before they noticed me. That's when corporate calls in the boss. The boss comes in and I'm ready to go. I'm about to go, but like they like don't they like um get you gotta get out the way you can't be here, right now he's not trying to see just the workers today, this about you know like corporate stuff so you can't be here so I'm trying to go but then a voice says sit down no we need you here no you stay so I'm sitting there and I feel I'm in a mess up position because. It feels like they're saying that I'm a witness to the situation of how crooked he is. I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing. I thought that I was just working there. So, when corporate comes in, uh, they question the boss about different things he's done. Nobody's telling on him. I didn't even say a word. But, like, everybody wants him to, wants them to know, though. They want them to know how, cro- want them to know how crooked he is. But ain't nobody going to say nothing. I didn't say anything either. So he wounds up, the old, the boss over him wounds up telling the corporate everything. That's when he tells on the boss too, and they're like, oh, man, like, you going to snitch on such and such, like, you're corny or whatever, I don't know. So they ratted on each other, and then, like, they got, then he got fired, they got fired. It was such a big thing because, like, I guess he'd been in the company for a while, doing this for a while. But, like, he got fired and we all left. Everybody was crowded around the door. Like, come out, come out, come out. Like, trying to coerce me to come out because they didn't want to get want to get fired. I didn't know what, what business I had to do with any of this. I only been here for today. But it feel like I've been working there for a while. So I come out. They didn't let me get up right then. I had to stay and be a witness, I guess. I didn't say a word. I did not say a word. So I don't know how I was a witness. I was only there for that day, even though I knew what was going on. Everybody knew what was going on. They knew better than I did because they've been there for longer than I did. They had been witnessing it for longer than I did, but I'm the witness. I don't know. Like, I feel like this is an example of God putting you in positions 
that a lot of times you would have otherwise never been qualified for or you don't feel that you are qualified for. God's placing you in those positions to correct things or whatever. I don't know. He was really wrong, though. He was so wrong where it's like the workers, they know how wrong he is. They being wronged for a long time and they just can't do anything about it. They want to say something about it, but they don't. So, in reality, everybody be happy for him to get caught, but it's like, he not, everybody would be happy for him to be caught, but, you know, nobody wants to say anything. Like, nobody's a snitch. This is the ghetto. So, all I know is I'm I'm getting ready to go. I'm all the way out. I'm walking out with this lady who also worked at the office, a co-worker, and we're just talking a little bit. But, like, I don't know why I feel like I'm divulging all my information to everybody everywhere I go. Because that's not what I'm intending to do. I'm really just thinking. And, like, they're just getting this information. And, like, it's sad. It's really sad. But God is telling me it's okay. It's not what it looks like. Like, different things are going on that I don't know about. So, I guess I'm just saying. And as I'm on my way out, like, I'm packing my purse and stuff. I don't know why I feel like I stole something. Because, like, I don't think I stole anything, but it feel like I stole something. Because that's it's like that's part of my memory. Like, I stole something. I, I stuffed something in my purse and all nobody, nobody said anything. But that was wrong, and I don't know why I'm still stealing. <laughs> but, like, I guess that's a part of me I still got to outgrow or work on. So, on my way out, you know, I'm talking to this one, this older lady, this older lady. And she's talking about her family, about going home. How are you getting home? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go home, but I ain't really want to go home. But whatever, I'm on my way home. I guess I'm just about to read my Bible and pray. And that's when, you know, she's just like, you know, not offering me a place to stay. Like, it was a place for me to stay in the office, I guess, but I didn't take it. And then I'm, I'm thinking, I'm just about to go. They were like, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it was we were talking about. We were talking about things. And then she says, there goes your father across the street okay so this is what happened there was a lady who was going i was going to leave with and i was going to go with her so you can call me i'll give you a ride whatever like you can hang out with me i was about to hang out with her but like it was just something about her that was kind of janky where it's like even as she's offering me the place a place to stay or a place to go she's kind of like telling my business divulging information to other people like you know, making it seem like it's a chore and just like telling me, come on, I, w- I really want you to go and I really want you to be there. But then when in the next second, making it seem like I'm just, you know, attaching myself to her, hanging on her. And I didn't like that. I did not like how that felt. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't have nowhere to go. I don't have 
I'm not in a place to be, you know, or I don't want to go home, so I'm not in a place to be saying anything. But I think that this was just a tale of God. Like, this is God right now showing people's true colors. And so she goes across the street to this barbecue spot that's right across the street that everybody knows about. It's really good food. I want some barbecue food. So you can come get some food. Then next second, she's like, oh, it's closed. And it's still open. And I'm okay, whatever. It don't matter. I don't need any food. I don't want any food. She didn't get any food either, but she just didn't want me to have any. I was going to buy it myself. I thought to myself, I could just go over there and get some. Like, I don't have to wait on her. But it was like, I just decided not to, I guess. I don't know what was the point of that. But all I know is I see my dad coming out of the barbecue place. And they like, look at your dad. And it's money hanging all out of his coat. He just robbed the place. They're like, he's stealing. He ends up leaving a $50 bill in the door. And first, like a 10, I said to myself, let me go and get that $10 bill because technically it's his now. And it was like, uh-uh, don't do that. So I did not. I did not do it. I wasn't going to do it anyways. I mean, I thought about it. I'm not going to lie. But that tells me I wasn't stealing. That tells me I wasn't stealing. Because when I saw him stealing, I knew it was wrong. And even though I thought about doing it, I knew I knew better. So I wasn't stealing. But it was something I stuffed in my purse. Maybe some documents or something. I don't know. I think that it was something had to do with work. I think I was trying to protect that manager as well. Didn't want him to lose his job at the same time. He's fine. Like, he's going to be okay. Like, he's wrong. And so, as um as we're leaving, we're kind of still hanging around the office. I'm wondering why we haven't left yet. Like, come on, let's go. And then that's when we're, like, sitting on the stairs and just hanging out. Because, like, she's saying she wants me to come with her, but at the same time, I don't feel like she really wants me to come with her. So I'm like, I'm just going to go home. It's fine. Like, I'm not about to, you know, be a burden on you. So I guess we're just sitting and talking. Like, you just hang out here, you know, for a while since you don't want to go home right now, you know, type thing. And then that's when I say, you know, I just start telling her, like, you know, I see some women Three women walk down the street. For some reason, it's like club hours. And they really dressed up nice. They look really good. They go into the club. They got on heels, tight dresses, etc. Hair done up, all that stuff, makeup. So I say something like, yeah, I used to be like them. I used to go to the club, wear tight dresses and, you know, heels, whole nine. And, like, I used to love looking really good like that. But, like, I found God. Like, God found me. And, like, now I'm changing. I'm coming out of that. I'm coming out of wanting to be that way. And, you know, and I was different. I know that I'm not supposed to dress like that. Clothes like that are not okay. I'm not even saying all of this, but I'm pretty much just summing it up. And it's like I'm changed now. So I'm telling them that. And 
that's when like I feel like this is the devil because I didn't say nothing wrong. That's not nothing out of that is wrong to say. But that's when you know I hear like something like transpire where it's like somebody said, you know, these slutty H's and such 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 such. I never said anything like that. I would never say nothing like that about them. I won't say never. I probably would have before, but I wouldn't say nothing like that though. Like that's not even how I felt though. And so that's when the lady who's supposed to be inviting me to her house, but just keeps acting teeter tottery, keep act keeps acting wishy washy. She's like she calls them over there. When they come over there, I say hi. You know, they seem like really cool people. Actually, really, it actually is really cool in a way. It's funny because they're cooler than her. She's kind of fake, but like, I can't say that they're cooler because they're two different people. This this lady is like calmer, older, you know, or supposed to be, and you know, going home to her husband, her kids to. Be calm and chill. Not that that's what I, you know. I ain't gonna say it's not what I want to do. It's not that I don't want to do it. It's just, I don't know. It seems more my speed at this point. I'd rather be doing that than going to the club, you know? In a way. But like I said, I'm, I'm in the middle right now. I'm coming out of stuff like that. So, the lady says... She keeps trying to start stuff between me and these girls. Like she wants us to fight or something. Like she wants them to jump me or something. And she said, you know, funny thing because it was Jocelyn and two other girls. But I'm like, maybe she just looked like Jocelyn. But all I know is, um,. It's some drug dealers on the next door. They standing outside. And then it's a club party in the back. I'm like, what kind of office is this? But at the same time, like, this is how hood offices be sometimes. So she calls him over there and she's like, Oh hey, how was y'all? What was y'all about to do? We're about to go to the club, such and such, such. We know the club. We know they're about to go to the club, the club next door. But that's when it's always super loud when I'm making a podcast. But anyways, so that's when that's exactly when. She's like, she keeps trying to tell them she's acting like she's making them small. She's making small talk and she's talking about regular stuff. It's, hey, how y'all doing, et cetera. But she keeps trying to tell them what I said. And then that's when she says, she just said something real smart about y'all. She really got y'all. She really just dogged y'all. And I didn't say much of anything. And then once she says it the first time i overlook it because she over she kind of talks over it, speeds past it a little bit with other conversation but she says it again because they sped past it too they don't want to talk about it either but then she says it again 
And she wants him to hear that. Like, she wants to start get something started. And then that's when the girl, I'm like, that's messy of her. Especially when she was trying to act like she was just trying to help me. But I didn't get mad. I'm just like, whatever. That's when the girls are like, well, what did she say? And I guess she expected me to tell them. I wasn't going to tell them because I'm just like, it's, I didn't say much of anything for this to be like a checking situation or for anything to get started. And that's not what I didn't tell them. I told you. And it's just not no point. Like, you called him over here. For what? And so that's when the lady is like, I'll tell you what she said. And then she proceeds to tell them what I said. But she didn't tell them. She didn't tell them. And so everything got shut down. Like, got quiet. Which I'm feeling like in that time, like, I didn't want things to transpire, so they didn't. In a way where I don't know, I get, I, I don't know, I feel like that was God or something. I don't know, but I didn't want things to transpire, so they didn't. And that's when, um, I heard this voice like, "You ain't." As soon as it's over with, three minutes later, it's over with. You ain't gonna tell them what they said. What they still hanging around? They want they want you to tell them what you said. And I could tell them what I said. It's not a big deal. Like I'm not scared to tell them what I said. I didn't say much of anything. I mean, I guess it could be offensive in a way. Like you used to be like us. What is that supposed to mean? If somebody wants to be offended, but in reality, it's like, no. Nah, I said it in an understanding way. It's about intent. It really is about intent. But, of course, the devil's trying to twist my words, trying to make it seem like I tried to get something started. Or I'm talking about people behind their back. But they hanging around for a second. And then, like like I said, they just cooler than Lady even was because they end up saying, like, you know, so, who cares, whatever. You know, we just came to party. We going to party. And, like... All I know is I had on work clothes and stuff. And then I looked down on my feet and I got like some really cute strappy heels on. Like they super cute. They like lace up your heels and let's go. So like come out with us, come party, you know. At first I was like, no, I'm about to go home and read my Bible. Then I was like, these is cute though. These are cute, but I don't look good. And then I look good. And I look dressed up. I have my hair done up, makeup, all that. And I look like I'm ready to go. So I was like, okay, I will go out. They end up leaving, and I hear, like, why you ain't telling them what you said to their face? And it's like, that's I'm past that. I know it's, I'm good. I know it's good. So they end up walking to the back. And the back is a big club party. It sounds so lit and fun. It's dudes right across from me, and they talking. But I hear something like, oh, so you want to go be a hoe on the corner like them? And that would have been offensive. I didn't say that, but they're trying to make it seem like I'm the offensive one. And so I was like, you don't know if they're hoes or, like, I didn't really always say all this stuff. All I'm saying is, like, 
I don't like when people talk like that about people. When you don't even know who they is. You don't know if they hoes. They probably just going out to the club just because they look good. Like, you know, like type thing. Like, oh, so you want to be with them? You want to go to the club or something with them or something? Like, maybe I do. Maybe I do want to go out. Maybe I do want to look good. Maybe. Like, and that wouldn't change a thing because God loved me through all of that regardless. When I was that way, when I was hanging out like that, I still had an active relationship with God. An active life with God. I was still building my rapport, obviously, to get to this point where I am today. So if I went out to the club, yes, God would still love me afterwards. Absolutely, he would. So no, that's not my concern. But that's when, you know, I'm strapping up my heels. And it's like a hot sauce stain or something on my heels. Like, like freshly spilled hot sauce on my heels. But I didn't have anything to eat. So, I'm like, whatever. When I get to the back to the cookout party, whatever, I get a napkin and wipe them off with some water. Like, I'm going out now. So, as I'm lacing up my heels, like, it's just like this back and forth debate. Like, see you showing your true colors. You really do want to be out, you know, showing your butt and, like, popping and, like, doing all this other stuff. Like, living like living like that. You really do want to be out here doing that for real. So why don't you just do it? I'm like, I am. Let Give me the chance to lace up my heels. Because as I'm trying to lace up my heels, they keep coming apart and breaking apart in different areas. It's taking me longer to get there. I would have been there by now. I was on my way to the back. Like, these heels look good on me. This outfit look good on me. My hair look good. And I'm about to go party with them because they cool. And then, like, think about God. Think about God. So I'm thinking about God, like, all right, I'm just about to go home and read my Bible then. Fine. You know, I'm still wearing these heels, though, because though, they're cute. And then it's like, it feels like it's an argument or it's like a tr- something transpiring, but I can't hear everything. Like, no, don't do that. Don't try to make her not go out because, you know, you try to make it seem like it's really her who's corny and it's you type thing. If she want to go out, she can go out, let her go out. So I'm like, yeah, I want to go out. They're like, do you want to go out? I'm like, yep, because it seems like I'll have fun with y'all. So I'm trying to lace up my heels. And then next, you know, they just all just, my whole heel just tore apart. It felt like in that time, they was trying to find some reason or some way to keep me from going out and having fun. So in the meantime, while I'm trying to lace up these heels and figure them out, because they is tricky, but they're cute. And it's not hard to figure these out, like, like I said, I used to wear stuff like this all the time. And that's when, well, not all the time, but I used to wear stuff like this. But that's when I hear them in the backyard and this song come on. Mind you, I don't even know who I'm talking to or what I'm talking about really mostly because I'm just thinking. And it's like a million things being said at once. It almost feel like, you know... Am I thinking to myself or is everybody like, is this a conversation with everybody? I don't know. Feel like both. So then I hear the song in the background come on. It's like, I can't even say it because it's a cuss word, but nah, H. Nah, H. And like they turning up to it like, yeah, yeah, let her know, let her know. And I'm like, and then the person jumps back. So that's what you want to go kick it with. I'm like, you're right. I'm going to go home and pray. 
anybody for me. Even if it's just to kick it for a couple hours. Then that's like, no, 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 come on, come on. We're going to be cool. Like, you ain't got to worry about that. Don't you want to just party and stuff? It's not even that serious. All right, so I'm going. So I'm lacing up my shoes. And then it's like this back and forth thing where, like, you can hear them kind of conversating about different things. And I hear them saying stuff. Like, they're saying stuff about what's really going on, which makes this whole situation seem like, what was that then? Like, cause I, it was, if, was, if this was really going on, I don't work at this office. That's not my manager. I don't live in this neighborhood. And why do all this stuff seem familiar when it's really not? I don't know. But it just all seemed like a setup. But why, if it's a setup, do I have an option to go kick it if I really don't? So, I'm trying to hurry up and get my shoes right so I can go out and kick it. And then I get the thought. I, well, it's like a question. Like, what are you going to go do? You're going to go and look good and stand around and be corny? What's the point of going out? That's what you're about to do. And I'm like, no, I'm about to go kick it and party and turn up. It's like, oh, you just want to be around dudes. With a, with a little dress on, stuff like that. And it's like, no, nah, I wasn't even thinking about them, actually. I was just thinking about kicking in with them girls. Like, we going to have fun. I don't have to think about, I don't have to go out for dudes. I don't know. I feel like a lot of times it's a debate. Like, women go out looking like that for dudes. Some, like, yeah, some do. A lot do. But some just go out just to look good and kick it with their girls. Like, it's not that serious. It's not always that serious. You always have to be going to take a dude home or find one. So, I'm like, nah, I wouldn't even think about that. I was thinking about finally being able to kick it, let loose, and party for once. Even if it's just once. But now I don't want to. But it's like, that's what it felt like at the time. Especially if it was spontaneous like that. I knew I would have fun. I would have forgot about everything for a couple hours. And then everything would have been like, I would have felt more free afterwards. But all I know is, as I'm lacing up to go back there, like, I hear them conversating and feel like with who with somebody, like, yeah, like, the song about me in that age, they're like, say it back, such and such. I'm not like that. I'm not about to get all, like, and I don't, you know, and I ain't just da-da-da-da argue with you. Because the fact of the matter is, if I was offended by that, really, that means I care what you think. And if I'm not offended, then don't say anything. And if I am offended in any other way, which is the way I was offended, which was like, you know, is people really for me? That ain't even nothing to discuss. So I ain't saying anything. I'm not about to I'm not about to go, get on that level. If I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out. If I'm a party, I'm a party. And if it's going to be with them for a couple hours. It's going to be with them for a couple hours. It's not that serious. But, you know, as I'm trying to lace up my shoes, they completely fall apart, which tells me you're not going out. You can't go. So I realized I can't go party with one shoe. But I feel like I was about to look real cute and I was about to have fun. And it wasn't about to be too much of anything. Just finally going out to party just once. Like It was not about to be, no, oh, I'm about to make a lifestyle out of this now. Now I got to go out every day, every weekend, such, such, such. Maybe. I don't know. But I wasn't making plans like that yet. So, you know, the dudes across from me, they said some out-the-way stuff. Like, um, if you wanted to 
become an H. I'm buying or something like that. I was just blue at this point because I'm like, it's like, stop setting people up. Stop, stop, you know, influencing situations to to try and scare me away from stuff like that. If you really trust me, then you shouldn't have to do that. And if you don't, then leave me alone. But regardless, I can't go out, I guess. And that just showed me something as well. It showed me that, you know, my life really is being controlled. My life really is being controlled in a way where it's like trying to make it seem like this is what you do anyway. This is what you want to do. Nobody's controlling you or stopping you from doing anything. But in a way, like if I ever get the idea to go do that, maybe even if it's like once every blue moon, it's like I'm being guilt tripped. Like being made to feel guilty about it. It's like I didn't used to go out a lot anyways, but every once in a blue moon, if I felt like it, I'll be able to. And I would. So now, it's just kind of weird, like, feeling like controlling in a way. But I've been said that. But it's I feel like it was it felt better for this person to expose themselves. Because this person makes it seem like you pretending like you don't really want to go out there and do this kind of stuff. And I'm not pretending. You're pretending like you don't want to control me doing stuff like that. So it's frustrating. But the person tried to cover it up with a like, you know, they're not for you. And I don't really care what you do type thing. If you don't care what I do, you know, then this shouldn't bother you. I'm going out. But it's like. I like well how it's gonna be when you get back and how it feel how you feel like it's gonna I'm gonna act when you get back or the the how you feel like the whole situation gonna be when you get back and it's like I figured it out when I get back. But like can't do none of that, no. Because like you cracking jokes, you trying to be funny and you gonna ruin my night. So I can't go. And it's cool. But it's like I will be honest, it did not feel overly abusive. It did not feel overly abusive until I fought to do that. Like, if this person or this individual did everything they could and they power to keep me from going and I still made sure I went out anyways on some thirsty stuff, then it would have become abusive. I don't know. But... I woke up feeling like that was revealing. Now I know. So I can use I can do what I feel like I can do what I what I want with that information. Meaning like moving forward, I can definitely consider that. Like what type of situation is this really? Is it really about God? Because God would have still loved me after I came back from the club. But whoever this is clearly want to make it seem like, oh, I'm not going to love you no more. I'm not going to want to be around you no more. I'm going to look at you different. And it's like, I don't need that. I really don't. But it is controlling. And that's what somebody's been trying to tell me the whole time. Like, this is controlling. Live your life. Go be you and do you. But I'm thinking, 
I'm doing what I want to do. I'm praising God. I'm fighting for my relationship with God. I'm fighting for my future with God. I'm doing what I want to do. But I can't even do that either. I'm fighting to do that. So it's like, that would have been nice, a break, since I can't even really focus on God anyways. I feel like I'm being controlled, but I don't think it's God doing the controlling. God is not like this. He never has been. God is a... I love you. I'd rather you do better. But, you know, in the midst of all your mistakes or whatever, there's forgiveness, there's love, there's mercy, and there's grace. I'm always going to be here, never judging you, never, you know, looking at you different or pushing you to the side because of a mistake you made. So I don't know if it's God, but It's not that now that I know I want to go to the club every night now. But it's like, if that's in my future and I feel like doing that one of these nights and I have a good opportunity to go out to the club and party and have fun, I'm going to do it. Well, I might do it because now I'm seeing like, you know, that's not <laughs> that's not hindering my growth with God. It's not stopping anything. And if it is hindering my growth, if it is even stopping anything for a second, it's just for a second. God is always going to be there. So I don't know how to feel, but I do know that that was really revealing and it was meant to happen.